0: In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment, when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And so all went to be enrolled, each in his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and, was lay- and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in the region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, His who is Christ and Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. I think it's important every once in a while to ask the question, why are we here, right? Of course, you know, you could go really deep and like, why are we here in existence right now and thinking like, whoa, but why are we, you know, we'll just go a little bit, a little bit simpler today. We're like, why are we here at Mass right now, right? Why did we come to Mass today? Well, of course, the church asks us to go, right? There's kind of a an obligation in some way for a practicing Catholic, right, to, to come to Mass on Sunday and to come to, uh, especially on Christmas. But there's other reasons as well, right? And hopefully it goes a little bit deeper than just an obligation, uh, but something more, that there's, there's actually more reasons than just the surface-level reasons of, well, the Church wants you to be here. There's more than that. The Church wants you to be here because it wants to give you something, Not because it wants to rule your life, right? It wants Jesus Christ to rule your life. In the gospel today, we hear a few different ways. You know, one of the things that very much is an American thing is that we kind of are individual, right? We're individual man-made, and the faith is is individual. It's individual, and it's also communal. And part of the reason for being here is so that we can be with each one of you. Your friends, your family, but also those that you don't know but are also here to praise God. We hear that in the gospel today because that's how it started out, right? The angels appeared to the shepherds. Most of them probably knew each other, but they were called together to go to the manger to worship Jesus. We ourselves are called in a similar way, called by our guardian angel, called by the angels of God to come on this night together as a as a community, from out in our work, right, to come here to be able to praise God together. And of course, it goes much deeper than that, right? One of the things that should be noted is kind of to go a little bit deeper is that Jesus is born in Bethlehem, right? Everybody knows that, duh, right? The city of David, where David was called forth as, as the son of Jesse to be to slay Goliath, to become the king of Israel, and that the next king would come from Bethlehem. And so Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but Bethlehem has a meaning to it. Bethlehem, beautifully, is called the city of bread. It has this bread aspect. Now, why is that important? Well, if you think about it, why are we coming here today? Certainly, in some regards, to, to pray with each other. But it's not about just hearing the homily, even if the homily is terrible, which I hope it isn't. uh, It's still a reason to come here, even with a bad homily. Because we're coming here for the bread of God. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, the city of bread. And that he himself, that would foreshadow in some way the bread that he would give us, in the Last Supper, when he tells us to do this in remembrance of him. This is my body. This is my blood. And it's not just that he's born in the city of Bethlehem, the city of bread, right? Because there was a lot of other people born in Bethlehem and they weren't, they didn't all, you know, right? Become the Eucharist. But they were, the other thing that happens to Jesus is that there's not any room in the inn, so he has to go to a, to a stable. And the only place to put him Is in a manger. Now, of course, we imagine a manger just today as kind of like a little crib for a child, right? That's the way that we kind of make it up. It's, of course, a manger, it's a crib. Well, not really. A manger was the feeding trough, it was the feeding trough for the animals. Jesus was laid in a spot in the city of bread, in a place where animals would eat to be fed. We ourselves similarly, Jesus later again at the Last Supper would give us his very self so that we might eat him, so that we might consume him, so that we might receive his grace, so that he might be with us. God is with us. God didn't just come 2,000 years ago. He continues to work every single day. He continues to come every single Mass in the reading of Scripture, hopefully a little bit in the homily. And a whole lot in the Eucharist, which is the main part of Mass, which is why we come here today. Because we're not only celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago with a big party, but we're coming here to be with Him again, most especially in the Eucharist. Because He was born in the city of bread. He was given himself in the manger in utter vulnerability and docility, right? How, how uh, vulnerable is a baby? But yet, God, the creator of the universe, became a child in total vulnerability that could be taken advantage of, right? So that he might come to us. And similarly, the Eucharist, Right? The Eucharist can be abused, can be taken, right? There's not any strong super shield around it that's preventing from people from, you know, misusing it, right? From accidentally dropping a host or something else. But yet, Jesus still comes, even though that he's vulnerable. He comes to us in the Eucharist, just like he came to us 2,000 years ago as a baby in the manger in Bethlehem. And so we come like the angels... To come here to be able to worship God still this very day. And we need it so bad. Because it's dark outside, right? It's dark outside. We need some light. We need some light in the world. And Jesus Christ has come for the light. We hear that in the first first reading. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. And certainly today, coming to the, the night mass, we got to experience the gloom, right? The gloom and the darkness. And hopefully we came in and there was light. Right? We look at the newspaper and it's gloom and darkness and where's the future? We have light. We have hope always because Jesus Christ is alive. We have the difficulty in our own life experiencing darkness, maybe in, in things of our past, we experience gloom and an anxiety of, of what is life. And so, what do we do? We don't just run away, but we have a light to shine upon it. We have Jesus Christ to shine light in the darkness, most especially at Mass, most especially in the Eucharist. And so, let us come here today asking the Prince of Peace, wonder, counsel of God, hero, Father, forever, for His grace to reject godless ways, because Jesus Christ, who gave Himself up for us to deliver us from all eagerness, so that we might be eager to do what is good. And so may we be eager to do what is good, to praise our God, our Creator, who did not just make us and abandon us, but made us walk with us in the darkness and the gloom. Wants to give us light. And he comes to rejoice in us and to be with us always. I always find it surprising that the kind of prophecy says that they'll name him Emmanuel, and then they name him Jesus. It's like, wait, did they, did they get the prophecy wrong? Wait, they, they call him Emmanuel, but then they name him Jesus. Well, Jesus means God saves, right? God redeems. And certainly Jesus Christ does redeem us by his passion, death, and resurrection. But we also always remember Emmanuel, because God is with us. Emmanuel means God is with us, and God is with us in Jesus Christ. God is with us in the church. God is with us in the Eucharist. And so we come here to gather as a community, gather with those shepherds, gather with with 2,000 years of Christians and those in the future and those of the heavenly hosts and saints in heaven to give him praise to this babe who came to be with us.